And we're live. Episode number three, live from Colombia, baby. (laughs) (laughs) You're not in Colombia. I'm in Colombia. I wish I was there, but. You're still in New York, New York City. New York. That's how 50 Cent says New York. He goes, New York. Um, but where is 50 Cent? Where's 50 Cent from? He's from East Jamaica, Queens, and uh, I think the movie Get Rich or Get High Try and got it pretty accurate. His mom was a crack whore who was murdered and stuffed in like a boiler, and he had to like sell crack at the age of twelve to like survive. Like, yes, no, uh, no laughing matter. That that shit is intense. And he has like he speaks her. What? Sorry, go ahead. ahead. I was gonna say he like speaks to the lisp too because he still has. He's got. He shot like got shot nine times, and apparently one of the bullets is still or the fragments of it is still lodged in his tongue, and they said it would do more harm to take it out. So they left it in. So allegedly, that's, why that's he part of it. Allegedly, yeah. Does it mess up his rapping? Versus Floyd Mayweather, who just doesn't know what to fucking read. So you know that's that's his excuse. <laughs> He's also a wife-beating piece, piece of shit. But you know that's a different story. Um, um, you know it's really crazy. So I just googled Fifty Cent, uh-huh. and everything comes up in Spanish because I'm in Colombia. Oh, yeah. Like I'm on Wikipedia, and it's all in Spanish. I can't read this. You know why it wouldn't work if we tried doing it in China? Because you'd go to Google and it would be blocked. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to search the CCP's Google. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, Miss President Z shot an 18 on a par 18. Yeah, yeah. Or 74s. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, Tim, how is it, man? Is it uh, How's your... First couple hours being there, have have you been liking it so far? Have you had any tried the cuisine? Have you seen any sights? Did you you arrived at nighttime, so you can't really. Yeah, I didn't get. I didn't land until seven p.m. here. We're we're an hour later than New York, um, yeah. and so it was dark out because it's it's technically winter here, which is pretty hilarious. Oh, yeah. oh that's warm. true. Yeah, yeah. Because when I was in Argentina, it was like flipped the seasons. Like it's our winter. Yeah, yeah. Because we're in the. Yeah, we're in the southern hemisphere. So I guess actually technically their winter starts tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow because tomorrow's the first day of summer in New York. So tomorrow's the first day of winter here. Um, but it's like, I mean, the weather's nice. It's like 65 degrees outside. So you just put a sweater well, on. Because my people. next question was going to be, did you fuck up and like forget about that and like only bring shorts or whatever? And then it's like going to be 40 degrees and you're like, oh, fuck. No, no I mostly okay. brought... Okay. No, I, I was I checked the weather before I came here. Because people will do that um, when they go to San Francisco. Apparently, that's one of those cities. It's super deceiving. You know, it's just like, oh yeah, it's like summer, and it's like really can get really fucking cold because you're like right on the water yeah, or whatever. It's never. It's like it's super deceiving. Yeah, I think I've never been, but I'm pretty sure it's like 65 degrees every day there, and sometimes yeah, it's colder. Um, but no, I mean I haven't had a chance. I, I landed at seven, and then I got through customs, and I probably got to my airbnb around 8 30 and then i did go out and got food and i was literally the last person in the restaurant because they were cleaning up um but it was good i had i had these things called called what daniels i think was the name of it i just called the mcchicken mcchicken and uh (laughs) have you ever heard of that no the mcpoya remember yeah dude it's okay no wait okay Trequeño. Oh, no, te- no, 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 Tequeño. T-E-Q-U-E. Is it like a play of words with Tequeño, which is small? Tequeño. I'm going to look that up right now. 
It's like a mozzarella stick. Pequeño. Oh, they're like um croquetas, but not really croquetas. They're like it's um. Not, it's not really a croqueta. It's like a mozzarella stick. They're originally actually from Venezuela. Yeah, the place Pequeño, I went to. From- they're fried breaded cheese sticks. So they kind of look like croquetas, which are like Latin Americans things like that. It's like, but croquetas can also be filled with like filled with like jamón and stuff like that. Like there's like ham. There's different That's flavor I- croquetas. Yeah, yeah. But this they, is but more. They like both kind of look. They all kind of look the same, whatever. But no, that's interesting. Yeah, so I like that you're having already. Uh... And then I had a rapas. Is that a beer? Which? No, arepas are. It's like a. Um... Oh, sorry, arepas. I just heard dude, the yeah. audio. I mean, it sounds good, but like some, like when you say things, it's like a little bit. Never mind. Anyway, it's cutting in and out. Sort of, but Dude, it's think, okay. It's okay. I think the Wi-Fi. I think the Wi-Fi sucks because you no, keep. My Wi-Fi it. sucks, but. What you, no, I think it's my Wi-Fi. What are you talking about? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, I we'll keep, have to oh, listen. We'll have to, we'll have to listen back to this. So it's all fucked up. We'll. I don't no, know what. A, we'll just have to re-record it. Um. Anyway. Uh, so it's yeah, your so first no, time but, in South America, though, just in general, right? And. I've never been here. I've been to. Europe, obviously, mm-hmm. but outside of the United States and Europe, I've never been to any other continent. Because it's on the subject of travel, because I love talking about travel. This is also like a great, you know, date, like whether it's a first date thing, you know, oh, travel, where have you been? And you get to learn from each other like that. So I feel like. What happens if the person says they've never been anywhere and then you just look like an asshole? I don't know, man. Well, that's. <laughs> Then I gotta switch topics, you know. But I'm always, I've always, I've always have shit to talk about, you know. Um, so, so he, oh, that's fucking up? true. You do always have shit to talk about when you go on dates with somebody. Uh huh. Well, I have. I'm you, supposed to have. A, I think a date this Friday and Saturday. Although I think I got. I thought I got ghosted at first off off Hinge, right? And then uh, the girl's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I forgot to reply to you. Like, here's my number. Text me." So I text her. And then she's like, I could do Friday or Saturday, right? So I'm like, hmm, uh, let's do Saturday because she told me she had stuff to do on Friday. She goes, it would just sound too complicated. So Saturday. So I booked a – I made a reservation at this place at 8.15. And then I was like, let's do drinks anywhere you want beforehand, right? So that's Saturday. And then I texted her that yesterday morning, no response. Like just she takes forever to respond on the app. And then she takes forever to respond, like worse than her friend John. Like it's like – Maybe I should introduce this girl to John and they could just be like, you know, they're like, they're meant for each other, you know? I feel... They can arrange a date. They, they could set a date, arrange for a date, you know, this week and then have actually actually have the date fucking three years from now because that's when they fucking, you know, like... When you, anyway. when you go on a date with someone, mm-hmm. do they ever get any words in at all? Or do you just talk the whole fucking time? I was going to say something really fucked up, but you don't even want to know. Like, we're going to have to cut that. Well, whatever. You, just, no, you don't want to know. You really don't want to know. All right. Fair enough. Right. Um, um, no, I mean, of course, I, I like to I like to do a lot of listening. You know, I like to listen as much. So, I mean, because a lot of what I hear and listen from, I kind of, you know, formulate questions off of that. So, um, you know, but we, we dates can go. I mean, I would say. What was your worst date you ever sound, had? What was, was the gonna, worst date? I was gonna you sound like had? a dick and be like, "Yeah, I've really, I've, I've had some very successful first dates." Like I was gonna be like, "I don't want to." <laughs> you fucking asshole! No, Look you at know, you, I, Mr. You know. Big Swinging Dick. Yeah, Mr. 
fucking playboy here. Um, no, I've had some weird, dude. I've had some bad dates. Like one of them, and it's the age old, you know, like the classic. Like, listen, I'm not the most handsome guy at all, but like, I I, I would like to say that none of my pictures are like that I'm on the app are, you know, they don't reflect what I look like. This girl that I matched with once, her pictures were like blonde, thin, and like blonde and thin. And then this girl who was like Middle Eastern, overweight, and brunette shows up. And I kind of <laughs> had a feeling when I saw her go to the restaurant, I was like, oh, fuck. And it was in the Upper East Side where we got drinks. And luckily I had a hat with me, so I kind of put it down like this the whole time, you know, because I was embarrassed that somebody would like recognize me or whatever and be like oh shit like what's this kid? you know so i just got embarrassed but yeah it was super weird because but nothing like her pictures nothing like her pictures this other bad Ooh. date i've had this chick it was a second date the first date was fucking Wait, phenomenal hold on hold on, you know? hold on. yeah you bring it up with her on the date saying hey you don't look anything no because like i felt bad i don't want to white s- person well i mean she, i mean she was still white but i mean like you, you could tell she was middle and she's like, oh, yeah, like my parents are like Iranian and Turkish or whatever the fuck it was. I don't know. Um, but that, 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 that part didn't bother me, right? And I'm trying to say like I'm anti-Muslim, Jesus. I'm, what, I, what, uh, what I'm trying to say is it bothered me that like she looked – her hair color was totally different. Not that I would have – She didn't look like a Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a preference yeah. in hair color. Um, but um, – yeah, so that's one that bad one. My other bad, another bad date I've had before is, uh, so the first date was great. Um, we uh, went to this place called, uh, it's kind of a little too touristy, but it's, have you ever been to this place? I think it's in uh, Midtown West or wherever it is called Oscar Wilde. No, I haven't been, but I've heard it of was, it. Yeah, it's all this. It's it's a pretty wild, uh, crazy, uh, I guess, uh decor and everything inside but the music was so fucking loud like you could barely hear each other which was kind of annoying um that's that's a terrible location for a first date yeah i didn't know the music was gonna be loud like i just fucking might as well go to like fucking bagatelle whatever right like for a first date people are like dancing on top of you hey i'm trying to get a word in no um that's another one of my jokes that went nowhere that that's where you could use the you know the whole like car crash the drum yeah yeah i couldn't so anyway, so this date, the, we the, we go to Oscar Wilde. We had a great time there, and it was still kind of early, right? So we do a little walking around, and uh, we go get pizza. And then I'm a scumbag, so I'll admit this. I've used this line, and it's worked twice before, but like, oh, shit, I really have to take a piss or whatever, or a pee. And I'm like, and it's too far from the restaurant. They're like, you just want to use my bath? They're like, oh, sure. And I'm like, you know, like, ah. You've like, actually used that? Wait, wait, hold on. You've actually used that, and that has worked for you. Yeah, dude. I, I don't. I, I'm now. I'm now I will be the dick here. That's like dude, on a first date. Yeah, dude, on, a, on a first date, you, dude. I did that, did and, I, and I slept. That? I don't know if I came up with that. I just thought of it like we we're walking, and I slept over at this girl's house. You know, dude. It's one of those. Like, you know, she's one of those no outside clothes on the bed or whatever. So like. I take a pee. I get to her apartment or whatever, and I'm like sitting on a bed. She's like, "There's no outside outside clothes on a bed." And I'm like, oh, what shit, I guess. I, and I'm like, oh, I guess this is happening, right? So, yeah, you know, we whatever happens, happens. And I just wake up with that fucking chick, whatever. And I, I go to sleep with her. And then she has to go to work the next morning. So, I like, we walk out. Like, I just, like, <laughs> kiss her on her fucking, you know, stoop, whatever. And I just go my separate way. And, then, yeah, I went on a couple more days with her. And then, like, she realized, like, I wasn't really into her. And she got really upset with me. And she, like, screamed at me outside of her apartment, which is fucking nuts. But, um... Going back to the date that didn't work well. Who was this chick? 
I've never heard of this person. Uh, you don't, don't now I'm just like a dick. I'm not gonna say her name. I'm not gonna say her name. She had a really nice body. She had a nice, don't. really nice body, but her face was, you know, nuts. What's uh? Remember oh, the Butterface? Have you heard of a Butterface? Dude, right? we cannot release this episode. <laughs> it's fine. There's a great um, what's his name? Anthony Jezunik joke. He goes like, uh, everybody's heard of a Butterface, right? You know, like a great body, but her face. You know, he goes, um, I once stated a monkey face. You know, where her body looks like a monkey, and oh no, it goes the way I fucked up. She goes, where uh. He basically is trying to say, like, well, she's really not attractive whatsoever. Dude, fuck. I told the joke really fucked up. Yeah, you, you it's, butchered a, it's that a one. funny joke. I totally anyways, butchered that one. Anyway, so the anyways. joke that didn't go bad. The joke, the, Sorry, the joke. The date that did not go well. It was So the first thing went really well, you know. We go to Oscar Wilde, you know, and then we're uh, walking around. We go get pizza. And I, I don't think I used the bathroom. Like, I need to take a piss line. I might, might have been. So she invited me to her apartment or whatever. She's like, oh, do you want to drink or whatever? She's like, yeah. So she goes, I need to go to the bathroom. So I, you know, I open up a, a bottle of wine in her kitchen, you know, and I pour two drinks out and we're hanging out there. And then she's like, do you want to check out my rooftop? I'm like, oh, sure. Why not? So I go up to her rooftop, whatever. And like, uh, I text, uh, you know, who I text right away is our friend's cousin. Uh, what's his name? The, in our, who lives in Canada. We'll just say that. I, I think, you know, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah I know he about. had the app where it's just like, you could change the lighting on a building, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I wanted to tell this girl, like, oh, look how cool I am. I could fucking, like, change this, the lights on this building. And I just do it. Anybody, because when they first showed that, that to me, I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen, right? And he yeah. goes, I, I, don't, I can't do it because I don't have the password. I'm like, fuck, whatever. So I was like, I just told a girl, my phone isn't working, the app, whatever. So like, I just made up, like, <laughs> You fucking know? loser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, told yeah. you had the app, and then you were like, <laughs> of course, oh, bro. it's not working. Scum oh, my man. God. Yeah. And um, so... Uh, we go back down to our apartment or whatever, and uh, I think we were watching, uh, was it Nathan for You or some shit? But we're watching on our bed, and we both fall asleep, you know, like we're on our bed. And I wake up, it's like 4.30 in the morning. I'm like, oh, shit. And this is the same morning where we uh, went out to watch the Masters at your place in Westchester. We went to this driving range out there, right? It was me, you, Fernando. And I think Adrian came out as well. And maybe Johnny came out too, I think. But uh, I had to get on a fucking train at like 8 a.m., whatever. So I was like, fuck, I got to, you know, run home, take a shower or whatever, and then go to Grand Central. So it was funny. I mean, I remember texting all, like, giving you the details about everything that happened that night. Um, oh, so that was the first day. So the second night, second date after that, um, this girl... We go to um, remember Tavern Twenty Nine. We've been there. It's an, it's like yeah, a that different, place yeah. is terrible. Yeah, yeah. I, don't I mean, know it's, why. Fun, it's I, fun. to I, go I, have a, it's it's fun to have, like go have beers and watch sports. Right. The well, the thing friendly. was, I couldn't. I fucking uh, I booked this thing. Like, I tried to book a reservation last minute, which you can't do that in New York City. You're fucked because it's just like everything is you know taken up. I feel like yeah, well, at least with me. And so I was just like, whatever. Right, let's just go there. And it was close to your apartment. And uh, I couldn't really think of anything to say that day. I kind of like froze up. I don't know why, but the um, whole day, not or the whole day, got, not when not, you were walking her home and trying to get up to her apartment. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the second date now. The second date. So I already went okay. to her apartment, dude. I already went to her apartment the first oh, okay, night, okay, okay. and that's where we fell asleep on her bed after I went to her rooftop and everything, all that kind of shit. Okay, okay, okay. The I'll second date, dude. Second. The second date. Uh, this was really fucking strange, dude. So we're at Tavern Twenty Nine. 
and uh, she kind of asked me again, like, um, so what do you like? Uh, do, you, do you have like work on Monday? Because I think it was like a Saturday. I was like, uh, I do, but it's really slow because I'm like, I'm mostly like applying for jobs now because I want to do something more serious full time. And it got to like, which is a normal valid, totally valid question, you know, whatever. And it got to a point like out of nowhere, like her tone just totally changes. And this is so fucking strange, dude. And she basically starts berating me, like, why I don't have a full-time job. She's like, well, don't you want a full-time job? Like, don't you want to be serious? Don't you want to make money? I'm like, I thought it was a joke at first. I was like, I mean, yeah. She's like, well, what's wrong, dude? Don't you want to move out of your parents' house? I'm like, all right, are you fucking for real? And then she goes, you know what? She goes, like, you know what? I think I'm going to go now. I'm like, okay. Like, it was the fucking strangest thing, dude. No, but um, so I, I asked him, yeah, like, if it was so getting really funny. tense. It was getting really tense, and I felt really bad because I'm like, I didn't say anything rude or anything like that. Like, if anything, it's like just, just out of nowhere, like fucking Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde here. And so I kind of flagged the waiter down to bring us a check. And it's, this, I did something really obnoxious here. So like um, after she's berating me, she just goes like, um, she's like, all right, let me split this with you. And I kind of tossed her card right back at her a little bit because it's like, I just didn't want to <laughs> Well, it's like, I mean, after she fucking like berated me, like, what am I going to like do? Like, hey, let's split this, whatever. No, I mean, I would never fucking, you know. The only time I really split on dates is after if I'm like seeing a girl for like at least two weeks after, you know, I'm seeing a girl. Like, I can't, like, I feel bad. Do you agree though? What? my audio it's not is it even picking up my audio now it is now it is Fuck. okay um basically so my always thing was i never split the bill until like you know a few dates in mm-hmm. but my number one rule was if they don't offer to help pay after the first date there ain't gonna be a second one right. at, like yeah, yeah like if well, they don't even like they don't have to say like oh let's split it like but if they just like make that reach for their wife, right, right, right. That's what like, really bothers no me. Reach, and I've no been reach, on I'm plenty like, of nah, dates with girls no who have date. done that, dude. That really fucking bothers me. Like, um, couldn't stand it. Oh my god. Oh, I, I've been on. I've taken a couple girls out who've done that, dude. Just don't even make the like the fake move, whatever, to go for a while. Like, oh, are you sure? Like nothing like that. It it really fucking bothers me. It's just like. Have some class. Even if it's third class, have some class, you know? Fucking bothers the shit out of me. Um, so anyway, so this Friday and Saturday. So Saturday, I hope it's going to, the girl who uh, who I'm supposed to originally go with, hope she fucking texts back and we can get this, you know, plan set in motion. And this other girl uh, who I think is a little, a little hotter, um, I let her know basically. I'm like, oh shit, Saturday might not work. Is Friday work for you? And she hasn't messaged me back about that. So, yeah, dude. Maybe she's out of your league, buddy. I don't know, dude. I'm just looking at somebody's going. I'm like, how the fuck am I in their league? Jesus Christ. It's like. <laughs> um, so, how anyways, did we even get on the topic of. I was I talking know, about dude. being in Colombia. I've just um, realized, yeah, by, so by I, the way, so like, I... the way I've been speaking and everything, it sounds so bad. Like, I don't like. Because uh, it just, I feel like I'm not formulating sentences right and all that kind of shit so you sound fine really? um anyway so i know, I know you, looking yeah, back i'm not gonna I, like this but whatever all right continue. Got in late so i haven't seen anything apparently there's really beautiful mountains that mm-hmm. i can't see right now because it's nighttime it's pretty cloudy out too um i mean dude so i for i didn't it's eight i'm eight thousand feet high and i was at the airport and you know on uber how airport you know if an airport has two levels for the departures and the arrivals right 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, I called the Uber and I was on the lower level and it says, oh, it's picking, they're picking you up on the upper level. And so I grabbed my bag and I sprint up the stairs because I don't want the Uber to, you know, to drive in a circle. And right. also my Spanish sucks. So if he calls me up and says, hey, where are you? I'm not going to be able to respond very well. Mm-hmm. And so I sprinted up the stairs with my suitcase and I, for, dude, 8,000 feet. I was out of breath. I was literally wheezing. It was crazy. Really? Yeah. Wow. It was so hard to breathe. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're saying, you know, I've got this nice Airbnb and, you know, Norte. What the fuck is the name of this neighborhood? Hold on. I'll tell you. Um, but right yeah, it's side. a nice neighborhood where there's a bunch of Chico Norte, Chico um, Norte which, is supposed to be, yeah. which is supposed to be a good neighborhood here. And I walked around at night. It was fine. So yeah, it's pretty excited to be here, but I'm excited for tomorrow so that I can actually go do stuff. I'm excited to get really good coffee. Oh, the coffee, just like it's because that's like authentic shit. Like it's like it's the ingredients and everything. It's just like it's, you know, one well, thing is like I, when you get Colombian coffee in America, whether it's a Starbucks, I mean, it's probably been processed and it's been through so many different, you know, little things. But it's like you're getting it right from the fucking source, you know. So yeah, it's, I think we're we're gonna do a, a coffee tour, a tour of a coffee that's awesome. plantation. <laughs> plantation yeah. is that what it's called? Um, I'm sure, yeah, yeah. On, on the weekend um so yeah i'm pretty excited for that but yeah i've never been here so i'm super super excited um yeah i was just thinking like in general like travel so i have been to um south america in the eighth grade we did a class trip to uh ecuador and that was really really cool i mean we got to see like kind of the more urban side and the more like um rustic i mean it's all very rustic so we went to um otavalo which is basically it's other than the Guatemala one, it's the second. It's the second biggest like Indian like uh, indigenous market in the fucking. Oh, Latin, that's really like, cool. In the world, yeah. So it's like people are selling anything from like dogs to fucking like, you know, spices and shit like that. It's like it's like stepping in a time machine, you know. Um, Quechua, that's what they are. That's the indigenous people, the Quechua. And um, we also did this whole thing. We climbed this. Uh, this well, we like circumnavigated this mountain, which is pretty awesome. And we spent like uh, a two or three days in the rainforest, um, which was sick. That was fucking. That is amazing. awesome. Yeah, um, we did not go to the Galapagos. We couldn't do it that year. When my brother was in the eighth grade, they did it. Um, I guess like some budget shit. I don't know, but it just wasn't uh, an option for my uh, eighth grade class. Um, and then of course I went to uh, Buenos Aires last. Uh, I feel like two three years ago. And uh, that was no, you went awesome. to, you went to Buenos Aires before the pandemic. That's right, dude. That's the whole pandemic. Dude. It just makes everything out like out of context as far as trying to figure out. Like, was it five years ago? Was it like two years ago? You know, um, but I do. I say everything pre and post COVID. That, that's the way I should probably do it. But yeah, that was really cool. And then uh, of course Cuba, that was really cool because that's where my dad's from. And just seeing um, uh, all the different you know styles and influences, whether it was like. Um, uh, Afro-Caribbean culture, the uh, Spanish culture, even the American culture, like uh, the old Bacardi building is Art Deco, which is the same uh, architectural design as like the Empire State Building in New York City. Um, and like seeing like the pink houses, the green houses, and like all the coral and like um, uh, like the polydars, which are now, um, it's really interesting, Cuba's allowing people to have family, like their own businesses, like that they run themselves, not that the government doesn't, I'm sure the government still gets part of it. 
But um, have you ever seen a thing, Conan O'Brien, when he went to Cuba? Um, which is yeah, really I have cool. seen that actually. Yeah, yeah. So really we, we went to that same restaurant that he went to. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And we, I feel like we sat at that same exact table, but it's it's because you walk in, you walk, and you feel like you're walking into some gilded, you know, uh, townhouse mansion on the Upper East Side, whatever. There's like these huge marble like staircases or whatever, and it's like grand entrance thing, but like it's a lot of it's all ruins of like an old what it used to be, you know, prior to the revolution. And, well, and uh, all the cars there too yeah, are all it's, it's, from like it's, it's 50s, wild. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's very important to note, basically, like uh, Cuba was almost entirely self-reliant uh, on the Soviet Union. So when the Soviet Union collapsed in 1990, Cuba's economy effectively ceased to exist. So it sent Cuba into basically a Stone Age, um, more so than it was earlier, you know? before the collapse of the Soviet Union. So did um, they not do any sort of manufacturing of products? They did. I mean, like they tobacco, don't make any tobacco, of their own cars? Tobacco is a huge thing. Oh, um, but, I know tobacco. But um, I mean, like, do they build cars? Like, do I they have a company that builds cars? I don't think they do. Um, like, they have some old, like, old Chevys and stuff like that. Um, they have, like... Uh, I saw some old Soviet cars too, which are pretty wild. Um, but another really cool part about Cuba that we saw was uh, we went to Vinales, which is a really rural, rustic countryside. I mean, I've never seen poverty that that like like that. I mean, this was like the jungle shit like that, and you see like these old like all the tobacco huts or whatever. Like this is like the most authentic shit you've ever seen. Like pigs, full size pigs, like on the the, the metal pipe thing that they're spinning around over a fire. Yeah, they're like they're roasting pigs. Yeah, yeah, but like real, real like jungle and mountain mountainous area everywhere around you. Like you have to go on all these dirt roads in this fucking van, but and you just see people like in tin sheds, like the way people live. I mean, but yeah, that's communism for you. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's fucking people don't understand. Oh my god, socialism is so good. No, all this stuff it just fucks. It fucks the people over so bad. I mean, look what's happening in Venezuela. Even uh, tabloids, which are more left-leaning, like the New York Times, have had on their front covers, you know, uh, at one point or another. You know, the government of Venezuela has used hunger as a weapon against its own people. Like, if you don't vote for the, the dictator there, like, they just won't feed you. They'll cut off the food, which is really That's fucked crazy. up. Yeah, they've done well, that. In Cuba, in Cuba, all the food is passed out by the government too, right? Yeah, there, there's, yeah there's, there's no elections there, or even if there are, it's, it's all bullshit. It's like, I'm going to go to one person, you know? Um, there's no... That's uh, why so many people try to flee. I mean, I can just go on and on and on and talk about Cuba, but I want to talk about other places I've traveled to. Um, Europe, extensively. I've really liked... Because I used to go to Spain every summer. My parents would send my brothers and I to sleep at camp. Um, the first year they did it, I was seven. I was way too young. My older brother was nine, and it was fucking... It was a bad experience, but we went to uh, Toledo, which is... Uh, pretty cool because you get to see like all the old castles and stuff like that and then uh they waited a couple of years and they realized we were too young when they sent us and we went to the south of Spain how long after. did you how i went, for, you a, go I, I went for a week when i was seven but like when i was older like 13 14 whatever i'd go for like two weeks or something like that two two to three weeks i think that's three weeks yeah um but we go to the south of spain and it's really interesting because you fly into malaga and a lot of the Brits would go to Spain for like their vacation too. So, and like, um, it was like a 
where we would go, like just part of the camp. Like there was a lot of British people there too. And it was an international camp. So there was like a couple of kids from Italy that were sent there. There was a uh, two people, a couple, couple of people from France. Um, it's one like a Saudi, it was weird kid or whatever. Um, but it, it was, it was fun. You know, we did all sorts of things, you know, like, uh, we did like water sports. We'd go on catamarans, and you could basically see Africa from your room because it was right next to Strait of Gibraltar. So at night, like think about like if you're on, uh, you know where Morgan and Joe's apartment is. You're like in the they're city. Old, they're old apartment. They're old yeah. apartment city, and you could see what right across to like uh, to uh, yeah, Roosevelt to Island, to Brooklyn, yeah. or to Roosevelt Island, whatever that body. What that's what it felt like. Except it was, the body of water was bigger. Like you could see is Africa. Is Spain, is Spain that close to Africa? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, I know like, it's close. there's like thir- 30 minute shuttles that go back and forth on the water, I think. Yeah, you can go to um, directly to Algeria. Morocco. Mon- Mon- when Morocco, I, that's what, yeah. Algeria. Yeah, when I, was, when I was studying abroad in Sevilla, we did. Um, so you'll love this. This is a great story, even though I didn't even partake in it. But <laughs> um, so our, the, the program that we were with, they set up a bunch of different uh, field trips that were prepaid for. So you just right. paid through your, you know, the tuition that whatever you paid to the college or to the program. And so they did a few through Spain. So they did Malaga. We did Granada. We did one for Lisbon, Portugal. Uh, and we did uh, to Cadiz as well. No, 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 not Cadiz. Uh, Cordoba. Um, and anyways, they also did one to Morocco, but the Morocco one was an additional charge for 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. And our buddy and I, who I was staying with at the time, he and I were trying to decide if we wanted to go to Morocco. And we had a few friends that did the same program in Sevilla and they had gone to Morocco. And they said that everyone on the trip always gets really, really sick. Like from the water. Morocco? Yeah, from the water. You can't drink the water there. It's like worse than water in Mexico. Damn, dude. Yeah, it's it, it gets you really crazy sick. And you can just get it sick from showering in it, from eating the food that's cooked in it. Like, it's apparently it's really, really bad. Oh, and shit. me being me, already having a terrible stomach, and our friend who I was with also has a terrible stomach, we both kind of looked at each other and were like, we really – because you have to go – you have to do a bus ride in Spain, which I think is a two-hour-long bus ride. Then you need to take that – ferry over to Morocco, which I think is, to your point, like 30 to 40 minutes. And then I think you drive more in Morocco. So it's a pretty long trip, right? And it's in mm-hmm. the heat. It's hot as shit out. And we just both looked at each other and we go, we probably shouldn't go on this trip. Lo and behold, we don't go, but our friends get back, dude. One of the kids got so sick, they had to go to the hospital for like three days. Jesus Christ. Dude. Because because he was having such bad diarrhea and throwing up so much from the water that he was losing all his, like he couldn't keep his nutrients. It was crazy. It was yeah. crazy. Speaking about, uh, this yeah. is, sorry, as I was going to say, like, uh, as far as, this is another story I did not partake in, but, um, like a study abroad shit that went bad. Um, so you've heard of the running of the bulls, right? Yeah, of course. So my cousin, uh, from Georgia, I met this, I met his, uh, one of his old roommates at the time. This is kid who went to Ole Miss. And uh, he decided to do the running of the bulls, right? And he ended up getting gorged, like, I don't know if it was in the ass or whatever. I think it was in the ass. And you can, his kid's name was Ben Millie. You can Google it, whatever. It's a really famous thing. It not only made international news, like, on, in Spain and everything, like, there was, like, a 
uh, Daily Mail, like UK, it was in online there and those British tabloids, it was in American news or whatever. So international news, this kid made. We're getting gores oh, yeah. in the ass, dude. Yeah, yeah, this is, I met this kid, dude. And he's like totally normal, I guess, when I met him. But like, he had to like stay in the hospital. I don't know for how long in Spain, but basically he ended up suing the school and he, and he like got money out of it. And now because of him, like on the University of Mississippi's like travel study abroad thing, is they have a specific warning that like, you are not allowed to do running of the bulls because of the lawsuit that basically happened. With him. <laughs> it's like how the hell? How the hell could he have possibly won? That is, dude. I'm looking at one right now where he's getting gouged by the thing, and his face does not look very. You saw painful happy. that looks. How how the. Flying fuck could he have possibly won that court case? I don't know, man. How how could that be there? Maybe that school didn't protect him. The school didn't say you you shouldn't do this or whatever. I don't know. Like that's some Mississippi shit, dude. I don't know. I I can't believe. I cannot (laughs) believe that he won that lawsuit. So we had we had actually something like that. So in Sevilla, you've been to Sevilla, right? No. So I went. I've been to. Madrid. I mean, my family actually comes from Gijón, which is in northern Spain. It's like, uh, I think it's about two hours uh, west of Bilbao. So it's in the Basque region. Oh, but, so it's in the Basque um, region. What's interesting though, Junquera, my last name, there is a place in uh, Catalonia, which is basically like where Barcelona is, called La Jonquera, J-O-N-Q-E-R-A. And it was no actually shit. made the front cover of the New York Times, maybe... 10, 15 years ago for rampant prostitution, like, and like sex so work. So your family yeah. is a mystery of prostitutes. But that's, it, it, it may be, you know, it's very, La Junquera versus La Junquera. Um, but um, anyway, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. So in Sevilla, we have- New York Times, similar. New York so, Times. Uh, we had, in Sevilla, obviously, there's a, a river that runs right through the middle of the city. Mm-hmm. And so there's a bunch of bridges that connect the two sides of the city. And they're not very high bridges. I would say maybe like 45 feet. And every year without fail, a study abroad student jumps in and dies every year. But what? Like a University yeah. of Denver kid dies? Every no, 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 no. Oh. Not a University of Denver kid. But every year there's people that jump in. Maybe not every year someone dies. Why have I not heard of this? But regardless happens. of what school it is, it like happens. every year a kid dies. What the fuck? Yeah, no, maybe I'm maybe I'm misspeaking. It's not every year that a kid dies, but every year kids jump in, and every once in a while someone dies. Dude, that's and fucked up. The the one that happened the year before, I think someone died the year before we were there, and he jumped in, and it's a super dirty river. It's super polluted. There's so shit got, like, inside of it. What like uh, disease? No, he got. He, there was like a piece of rubber at the bottom that he got entangled in, and he and he just drowned? never came up. Yeah, he drowned, and then they, you know, how did deep a is this fucking river? I have no idea. Well, we're gonna it's get to we're deep. gonna get to water stuff in a, in a bit. I just want to finish quickly about a couple of travel things and a couple of things, and we'll get to the main uh, subject of what's going on. But um, other places I've traveled. Uh, Let's see. Uh, France was pretty. I mean, I did you know Paris, Versailles, whatever. I don't think I went to the south of France. I was. I think my little brother did that with my mom. Uh, let's see. Uh, Italy, Venice was pretty cool. I'm dying to go to Milan because I have several friends from the Milan area. You've not um, you been to Milan? Never. Um, Rome, I did only... not care for. Rome was disgusting. Rome was dirty as shit. Too many, was just, too many rats. 
Yeah, dude, it was gross. There was like garbage all over the fucking place. Um, Vatican City, that's cool. Um, Germany, the only place to to I've ever been in Italy was Milan. Really? Which is such a weird place. To did go. you like it? I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I went. I wish I did go to Rome. I'd love to see the the um, the Colosseum and whatnot. But mm-hmm. I also hear everyone who goes there is like, yeah, it's fucking disgusting. You like, you need one or two days there and then you leave. Right. Um, at mo- at, but I think like Venice. I'd say Venice or Florence are probably better. Florence, I'd love to go to Florence. We have a friend visit. who studied abroad there. I'll go fuck myself. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, I feel like, I feel like Florence, or, Florence or Venice is probably a better place to um, like visit on vacation as opposed to Milan. Mm-hmm. Even though Milan's amazing, I feel like Florence and Venice are probably a little bit more cultural. But... I liked Milan a lot. Um, what else was I going to say? Stockholm was a really cool city. I don't remember much of it. I just remember it being really, really cool. Like that's a, I could definitely go back there. Um, uh, in Spain, I mean, Madrid, uh, Toledo, Algeciras is like a shithole. That's where the camp was. It's like close to La Línea, which is a fucking dump. Um, you know what, what city call? I absolutely hated? Which one? Amsterdam. Really? Dude, I I feel like it's totally overrated. I feel like it's totally overrated. I think what for me was like our whole trip got so fucked up. So our buddy and I, we got to Sevilla Airport. We ended up our flight got delayed and we ended up sitting in the airport for like twelve hours right. before we could finally take off. We ended up we it was already a short trip. I think we were only supposed to be there for forty eight hours exactly which then got shortened to like 36 hours. And we were, we got there. It was pouring rain. It was the middle of the night. Our friend who was staying in Madrid was supposed to book an Airbnb for us. And he just never fucking did it. And so he ended up booking this horrid hostel. Like, dude, I'm not, I don't think our friend, you know, which friend I'm talking about. He didn't see the whole, he literally had his eyes open the entire time. This hostel it was a room of like 50 people. Dude, it was horrible. It was the most uncomfortable I've ever been in my life. And it was right next to the LED, red light district too. So it was a shitty area. Oh the my God, dude. The whole experience was miserable. It was such a horrible experience. Well, the, camping- only thing, the only thing about it that I absolutely loved was the Van Gogh Museum. The Van, the Van Gogh Museum was incredible. Really? The Heineken factory is a waste of time and a waste of money. Fuck that place. Yeah. It's just, you feel like you feel like you're in an sounds like a fucking Yelp review. Here. I love it, dude. It, it was horrible. I hated the Heineken Museum. It's literally like a, a, a it's just like a marketing ploy the whole time. They're just screaming Heineken in your face, Heineken in your face, flashing lights at you, doing super loud music. It was awful. Sounds like a Baz um, Luhrmann movie, <laughs> dude. It, seriously, that's honestly that's kind of what it reminded me of. Um, it was so bad. And, and then we were out, and then the next morning, and then we left. It was horrible. Yeah. It was it was seriously one of the worst trips I've ever been on. So I don't know if I have to give Amsterdam a second try and do it because I because it is a really beautiful city, right? Like with the canals and the architecture, right? And if you go to the right places, apparently it's amazing. But I I don't know. I just I had a very bad experience there. I really want to go back to London, and I I really want to do Scotland. Like I really want. Well, to we got to do Scott. We got to do a golf trip to Scotland next year. Well, regardless of golf or not, I still want to go really badly to. Um, 
I feel so like what I want to do is I want to go for like a week and a half. Right. And probably do everything. Probably play like four rounds of golf. Right. Four days, and then the rest of the time, you know, explore the country. Oh, absolutely. Because dri- driving the countryside there is probably surreal. Oh my god, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Did I cover all the places? Uh, Moscow and St. Petersburg, dude. I'll just say the palaces there make Versailles look like a fucking econologue. Okay. I've really? Never blown away, dude. These fucking. When did they build them? Like in the 1700s or whatever, dude. Like fucking nuts, dude. I mean, the czars, dude. You know what's interesting? Or I don't know if it's. All right, Caesar. Do you realize there's three, three different ways to spell Caesar? There's C-E-S-A-R, there's C-Z-A-R, and then there's T-S-A-R. Did you know that? It's pretty fucking nuts, right? I didn't know that, but um, there you go. Dude, and we did, um, and I saw this documentary on Rasputin, and they showed the exact thing, like the place in, I don't know if it was in Moscow or St. Petersburg, I forget where, where he was finally assassinated, and they took us down to this fucking like dungeon room or whatever, and they have like these wax figures or whatever. And basically like they Whoa. they tried poisoning him twice. And then they like shot him like two different times. And like he still like was alive or whatever. It's like it's fucking nuts, dude. But um That's really cool. Yeah, it's fucking nuts, dude. The whole um for anybody who hasn't seen it, um, I highly recommend. I think it's on Netflix. If not on Netflix, it's on Hulu. It's called The Last SARS. It's a docudrama series. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. I don't know if I highly recommend it as much as the uh, Mayday Air Disaster thing show I was telling you guys about last uh, episode. But uh, remember that? That plane? You know what? Stuff on Nat Geo? Oh, yeah. yeah, We're not fucking Rex here, baby. You know what's a really, really good documentary that you would love and you'd probably get obsessed with? Let me see. I think I know what you're going to (laughs) say. No, you have no idea what I'm going to say. D.B. Cooper. No. But that's a good guess. Yeah, because I've seen all those. Um, there's a really good one and it's get the name of it i i'm so my memory dude i think i have alzheimer's this is so bad i can never i can never remember a goddamn thing um but it's about this guy it's a true story and it's Mm -hmm. about this guy who he's a you know like have you heard of like these deep deep sea divers sure who who they live on a rig for like four months they get paid 250k a year. Is it like oil, go, oil or whatever? Or? Yeah, yeah. They go to like the depths of the so ocean. That shit's so fucking dangerous. Dude, they, so listen dangerous. to this. It's so crazy. They go to the depths of the ocean to um, to fix like pipes and shit that are it's super, so super scary. deep. Super deep, right? And it's a, obviously an insanely dangerous job. That's why they get paid so much money. But when they go, when they, so how it works is really actually fascinating. So on the on the boat that they're on, there's a chamber where they um, get acclimated to really, really low um, or high pressure, right? Because when you go deep in the water, the pressure rises. Right, and so right. what they have to do is they have to live. Well, the deeper in a high you go, pressure. the deeper you, the deeper you go, the pressure higher the pressure. You're saying, right? Yeah, right. yeah. So, so what they do is they live in this tank in the boat. Uh-huh. With, that's super pressurized and they do it over a span of a few days so that they get acclimated to it. And then what they do is they have this thing called the bridge, which is where they actually go underwater and to the actual depth. So like, let's say they're at a, uh, they're going a thousand feet deep or 2000 feet uh-huh. deep. 
they live in a tank for like four weeks at a time where they're just in, they live in this tank that's set to a thousand feet deep. And then they go underneath and they do all these jobs. You can't see shit because it's pitch black down there and they have, you know, lights on that they can see stuff. But if anything goes wrong, the only thing they have is, I think they call it an umbilical cord because it's feeding them oxygen and Uh also hot water because the suits have hot water in them because if not, they would freeze to death down there because it's so, it's so cold. Right. And, but anyway, so the whole documentary is about this guy and he basically gets unconnected from his umbilical cord. No. He's down there. You got to watch it. It's the craziest story ever. It's so insane. It's so insane. It's terrifying. You're literally watching the documentary and you're having like a panic attack. Jesus, dude. I, you send me that documentary, I'll fucking watch it. I, I might just fuck Hold it. on. I got to find it. I got to find it. I just it. hate the ocean in general because it's like, I think I already know if I told you this, but my biggest phobia, I think, is in a super specific, but if you think about it, it makes sense. It's not being able to see where my feet don't touch. You know what I mean? No, I know, I know what you mean. It's and I just sketchy when you don't really know what's yeah, exactly. And that's why I, that's I just hate the ocean. Like I can't see under my weight. It's like nope. I, I, I it's like I step on something. It just oh, I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. Not to mention all the shacks and everything. But you know, whatever. Um, what was I gonna say, dude? I know. Not to freak you out, but speaking about traveling, dude, have you been hearing like? Last year, like there was a couple of cases where there's people, it was in the Bahamas, I think it was at a Sandals resort or whatever. Um, like four couples died of fucking uh, CO2 poisoning in their rooms, dude. Most recently at this fucking very high end, uh, what do you call it? Airbnb place, I think, or this resort that's owned by the Hyatt in Mexico. It happened again. This American couple, dude, fucking, they were, they felt really sick. They go to the hospital. Then the hospital sends them back to the hotel and they fucking die. And it's sealed. It's just happened like a lot. This happened. It's happened in the States. It's happened in Mexico. It's happened like for people who are not aware of this, like look up CO2, like poisoning deaths. Like this was all over the news earlier this week before the big the air in their hotel. Yeah. Room? yeah, They're like a filtration AC system, or whatever, like a faulty, That's you know, it's scary. terrifying. Yeah. Like, it's happened a lot. And it doesn't right. matter if it's that, a cheap hotel or a super nice, like luxury, ultra luxury place. It can happen anywhere, and it's happened a lot, bro. This documentary—it's called Last Breath. Last Breath. All right, I'll write. I'll remember. It's that. on Netflix. It's so scary. It's so good. But it's so scary. Um, well, I think that is kind of a perfect. Uh, oh, oh, can I just mention one random, random, random thing? Totally random. Yes, please. I know. Do. I know. But it's gonna ruin the segment thing, uh, the segue. But um, U.S. Open golf. Remember? What'd you think about it? Real fast. Oh, the golf. Um, I was really bummed that Ricky didn't win. I was really bummed that Rory didn't win. Obviously, this guy, Wyndham Clark, totally deserved it. I mean, his his short game in his last round was just sick. I mean, he right. had a couple he had a couple points where he did really put himself in a bad situation and he had a phenomenal chip or a phenomenal putt and he just got himself out of it and either got a bogey or he got a bar and then he just recovered well. Um, And so he went out there and he fucking won it. I I mean, I give the guy credit. I mean, the course, 
you know, a lot of people are arguing like, oh, it wasn't hard enough. and Or it was too I'm, hard. Like, I'm, what's his name? Brooks was saying it was too hard. But, I mean, that's because you weren't fucking playing well. He's being a fucking bitch about it. No, but. Brooks said the opposite. Brooks no, said it dude. Was he, too, was, no. he says he wasn't a fan of the course. I mean, if it was playing too easy, I feel like he would have done better, right? The easier no, the course, the better not, you're going to You didn't read his quote. You didn't read his quote. He said he's not a fan of the course, but he didn't say it was too hard. He, just, oh, really? he was basically implying it was too easy. Oh, it was the dumbest fucking. It was the. Dumbest. It was too easy, and why did he play so fucking bad? That's what I. It makes his his explanation made no sense. Right. Basically, what he said was like, he basically was like, I like it when U.S. Opens are you know the winning score is like four under or three under because I'm not the kind of guy who can go really really low, but I can. But when things are really really hard, I can grind out bars right. and I can grind out you know a birdie here and then. So basically what he was saying is like the horse isn't hard enough and that's why I'm not winning, which is just the fucking weirdest thing Well, it's interesting. This year's U.S. Open was also the lowest scoring average at 71.8. Lowest or highest? Lowest. So it was the lowest scoring U.S. Open in history? I believe so. So it was was technically the easiest. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. I I don't know if it's the lowest or highest, but yeah, that would make – that would imply it's the – Easier the course if it's the lowest score. Yeah, if if it averaged the lowest score, it's the easiest score. Another cool thing is you mentioned Hall. You mentioned Rory, right, and everything. So Rory McIlroy's first win when he was his first tour win was the Wells Fargo. He was 18 years old when he did that. His first major was the U.S. Open. The guy who won the U.S. Open this year was his first major, right? Yeah. Wyndham Clark. Do you want to know what his first tour one win was? The Wells Fargo. That's pretty cool. That's, that's fucking like, ah. <laughs> that is, that's, that's such a weird, that's such a bizarre coincidence. Um, uh, yeah, but I would have liked, I think just Rory, given everything that's gone yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Him and Tour and the Piff and all that shit. Like, it would have been nice to see him win. And then obviously Ricky Fowler was the fan favorite. Yeah. But the thing that pissed me off about the Ricky Fowler thing, or what's been pissing me off as I've read about the U.S. Open more, especially – on Monday right. was, and I knew that I knew this was going to happen um, was that a lot of people were going to say, Oh, Ricky still can't close. He still chokes on Sundays because he's, he's coming runner up to every single major championship there is. Right. And he's always been the guy who like, he'll be looking like he's going to win. And then on Sunday he doesn't play well. But for me, I think that's a super unfair assessment this time around because he, you know, he basically fell off the a cliff in 2019, 2020, and he dropped to 170th in the world. And he's clawed his way back to get back in the top 50. And now he's playing really good golf again. And so I think when people are now saying like, oh, Ricky still isn't the guy, you know, he choked on another Sunday. It's like, I, I think this weekend or that weekend for him this past weekend was a net positive for him uh-huh. because – it shows that he, that he still, still has it. it. He still oh, has the ability, yeah. and he can go at like one day. He's gonna get a major one day. He, he, he will. Oh, he definitely will. You know, he deserves it. He really does. So anyway, going um, to the main topic. Not sorry that we veered off course. We want to, we're doing a little landed server turf here, baby. You know, landed sea. Um. So uh, I think the obvious to address what's going on is in the world. Fucking uh, the submersible that is lost somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean uh, that is looking for the Titanic. Now, can you at seven to me- at 7.08 a.m. tomorrow, 
if they have not found it, they will run out of air. So the clock is ticking big time. So basically what it is, it's this Seagate or something like that, or Ocean Gate is the name of this company, which there was already a bunch of red flags to begin with because they said it was not safe. It's not registered really. Um, and uh, huh? like, yeah, like there was all these issues with like thing. Like people are like talking about like experts be like, yeah, like the company isn't fully registered or it's not like it. There's some safety flaws in it and they still went in it. Now, if you want to Google the people, there's five people on board. This French guy who's the pilot of the thing. There's this uh, Indian, uh, but based in England, father and son. There's uh, that's that's one, two, three. There's this uh, what do you call it? The CEO of the company, I believe, is on that. That's four, and this other uh, billionaire guy who is a member of the Explorers Club, 70th and Park Avenue. Uh, who, uh, what do you call it, as, like, ties to Prince Edward or whatever, like, so all these conspiracies are, like, there's so much of conspiracy, like, I guess, but, um, essentially, the thing, uh, it's supposed, it's like this, it's a super cramped, only one person can extend their legs in it, right, uh, uh, and everybody under, there, apparently there is a little bathroom, because my dad and I were talking about it the other day, but I was like, what happens at, like, the, Forget about it. like somebody has to take a shit or like what do you piss like and it's the bo of everybody at that point, dude. Like that, like I'm like that. That's like the least of their fucking problems. The bo, come on. Like how about like we're gonna how, fucking die, you know? Um, how long were they supposed to be down there? It's like a couple hours. I think it's eight hours in total because they have food. I think that lasts like six to eight hours, whatever. Like they brought they have, there's like sandwiches that they have and everything on there. But and um, how long has it been? It was thing? it it got lost. Like an hour, and it they got lost, or they lost communication, or whatever, with the main ship thing that it that it was deployed from. An hour forty five minutes into the journey, um, Holy yeah. Shit. And I've seen there's so many different articles that describe the technicalities of it and like the depths of like where how deep like where the like the Titanic is here. Then it's just like you could put like the Empire State Building here, and then here, and here, and here, and like, and then you get to the surface, you know. So it like shows like the depth ranges of everything. Um, And there's people who have done it in the past or whatever. Like there's people who have made expeditions to the past. Like I heard a couple summers ago, it was uh, this guy who worked with NASA. Like he was, his company was the one that like did the original. They found the Titanic. Like, so like, and he has a lot of experience and it's like, and there's people who will do it, but it's like, you couldn't, and each ticket, by the way, costs 250 grand a head to go on this thing or whatever. But with all the safety issues with it, like, why the fuck was it even allowed to go into water in the first? That's what I don't understand. And That's uh, not my concern. My concern is I got a lot of questions. All right. First of so all, many unanswered how, how they were supposed to be down there for eight hours. I think they it's eight lost. hours. Don't they got lost right. after an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. What? Um. When was this? When did they first go missing? Uh, two, three days ago. Three days ago, tops. I think it was two days ago. So they, no, it's been longer than that, dude. My mom told me about it over the week, the weekend. It's Wednesday. Shit. Wait, when did it go missing? Look then? it up. Look it up. Google it. Anyways, let's just say, let's say it went missing Sunday. That's four days now. Presumably, they're already dead. 
water do they have? Can you even hear me? I can, can hear you. Yeah. How much voice? No, yeah, no, you're fine. You're fine. I can hear you. Um, oh, here like, we go. And not only that, why don't they just? Happened. Why wouldn't they just go straight up to the surface? So on June the 18th is when it left. Um, an hour 45 minutes later, the vessel lost contact with the Polar Prince. The Polar Prince is an icebreaker, the main ship that like deployed it. Um, so it went out on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so it so, says hold the, on. the little the little submarine is called the Titan. It says the Titan typically takes around two hours to reach the Titanic wreckage, which is located four thousand meters beneath the ocean. Uh meters yeah four thousand meters Holy shit. why would anyone ever want to go that deep that's what i'm saying it's like a fucking it's almost like a suicide mission doing this thing i mean there are people, people who have, have done, done this before the people have done it in the past yes but um and to put it into perspective the 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 little submersible thing that they're on it's like the, it's the size of a minivan essentially so all these people are cramped Where? together why when they went missing why wouldn't they just go to the top of the water because i can't apparently like it's like it's the whole thing is controlled by basically believe it or not like a video game controller like a joystick controller that's how like the inside thing is inside the submarine yeah, or the, outside the, the submarine inside the submarine and uh, it doesn't have any like rate it doesn't have any tracking thing it doesn't have any like so which is does it not have a tracking it doesn't it, which is fucking that's what i was i was flabbergasted when i heard that there's so many. There's a bunch of same. thousand dollars a ticket. My fucking iPhone can track me. You can't dude, put a tracker it's, on it's a submarine. It's insane, dude. It's like why the fuck would anybody want to do this, dude? This is nuts. And so the whole purpose. This was just for funsies, just to yeah, go look people, at the Titanic. Like, people who are like, oh, like avid, you know, like Titanic and like exploration. Is there any? Is there any weird stuff about like this company? Or do they have weird? Well, yeah. Funds? Well, well, the Such guy, apparently, the, the CEO of the company is like a fucking weird, like a total, he's a fucking loser. He's basically like, he didn't want to, I mean, he came, it's, it's revealed like something about like, he didn't want to hire like experienced pilots because he wanted to be more, more diverse or whatever. It, it's it's some weird shit. What? Like, 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 that doesn't make any sense. It's like, what? I'm not going to, like, all right, I'm flying a plane, but I don't want to uh, hire somebody who knows how to fly a plane because I want to make it more diverse. But like, I don't care shit what fucking like race or background a person is. If they're experienced, they're experienced. Like, that should be the main part, the main qualification, you know. Um, Especially when it comes to life or death. That's what I'm saying too. Yeah, yeah. But in this case, I don't think that really matters because apparently the French guy who's the captain like knows what he's doing. Apparently not, right? Because it's fucking lost. But well, who um, knows? I mean, yeah. do they know? Are there and any? They, is there any sort of evidence of like, hey, they went missing because of this? No, I mean they've. Or they've, they're just like we well, lost the, communication. The only thing, no like idea. as far as they, they've tried, they think they've, like they might know where it is because they keep hearing like pings or whatever, or like every thirty, uh, like three minutes or so, every thirty minutes, like they'll hear like ding ding, but that could be anything in the ocean. That could be a fucking whale making that like a sonar noise. That could be anything, you know. Um, uh, and are they sending other vehicles? Down oh yeah, they've done everything. They're, they're, yeah, they're they've done all these things. I mean, if they're racing around the clock. I mean, uh, the U.S. and Canada are huge um, in this. Like uh, the Coast Guards, like they've sent they've tried to send shit from Europe, but it's just like it's it's like it's because they're they're racing us the clock here to do it, and they finally got one in the water. You know, 
because um, there's not many fucking, uh, what do you call it? There's not many uh, devices or vehicles that can actually go that deep, you know? And my question is, say if they do find these fucking people, how are they going to bring them back up, you know? It's, um, I so mean, it's, I... So this is like the whole Malaysian thing. It's just like, this could be fucking lost forever. They may never, they, they very, as horrible as it sounds, they very well may never find this thing again. I mean, there's so many things, like, I feel like in the next episode, because I can do some more research and just, you know, because this topic, I mean, this, this, this uh, whole thing does, easily deserves, like, its whole fucking episode for us to talk about. Because there's so many different important, you know, technicalities and specifications that we haven't gone over um, that are in these articles. And especially about the background of the crew, uh, the people on board, and especially about the company itself. But all I know from brief research, from seeing the news and everything, um, is that there were safety concerns and uh, people were like, yeah, it's a suicide mission. Why would you ever do that to do this? Um, it's like, yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, I, I, you couldn't pay me fucking $20 million to do this. You couldn't pay me any amount of money to do this shit. That's, it's, there's way too many risks. And not to mention many, a fucking claustrophobia attack I'd have. Are you kidding me? Jesus Christ. How many, uh, how many tour, like how many tours have they done of this previously to this one? With this company? I don't think they've done any, to be honest with you. This was their started. first one? I don't know if I, it could very well be their first one. Um, I'd have to research. Get out of town. Um, that would be crazy. The CEO of the company went down on the first one. Stockton Rush is his name. There's, uh, so it's the billionaire explorer Hamish Harding. That's a member of the Explorers Club, I think. Um, there's uh, the French diver Pierre Henri. Uh, can't pronounce his last name. Pakistani businessman Shazana Dawood and his son Suman Dawood. So that's one, two, three, four. Harding, is that what he said? Uh, no, Stockton Rush is the CEO. Dude, get this. No, I don't think. No, I don't think Stockton is on it. So I don't think the CEO is on it. I read. This oh, is why I need. You want to hear something? Research. You what? You want to hear something wild? So What's in two thousand nine, nineteen, the CEO of the company, Stockton Rush. There hasn't been an injury in the commercial submarine industry in over 35 years. It's obscenely safe because it has all these regulations, but it hasn't innovated or grown either because they have all these regulations. At some point, safety is just sheer waste. If you want to be safe, don't get out of bed. Don't get in the car. Don't do anything. At some point, you're going to take idiot. You're going to take some risk, and it really is risk reward thing. I think I can just as safely do it by breaking the rules. Well, those words are really good. I mean, this guy could go to jail just based on that one fucking yeah, quote. Yeah, are you kidding me? And the like, he basically was like, oh, I don't want to follow out of this, dude. Regardless of what happens here, say, Mirac- like, you know, miraculously, if they do find these people, I mean, there's going to be lawsuits regardless, regardless, dude. Um, but I, I mean, think the, the thing the, is, though. The people who signed up for it, like they knew what they were signing up for. Right. I think. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, That's crazy. Holy dude, I mean, shit. there's so many. There's, I mean, there's, there's so many different, I mean, there's so much information about this that's just poured out, you know? Um, but 
dude, this could be another one of those mysteries, dude. Like, what the fuck? Just like the Malaysia Airlines. It's like, what fucking happened? You know, like. That's why, because it's so interesting that we talked about the Malaysia Airlines previous previous episode, and it just happens like out of the fucking blue, you know. So, damn, dude, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I, I just that's crazy to me. I mean, how it just it went missing? Like they know yeah. where it is. They don't really I mean, have an exact it, location because they're still looking, obviously. So. Well, they don't put any tracking devices on it. It like doesn't have any media. tracking devices. Yeah, like I don't understand like, why doesn't not. Doesn't every government submarine have a tracking That's device? That's what I would have. It? I would have thought. I mean, I don't know anything about submarines, really. But um, yeah, I would. I mean, I was shocked when they think all these different things. And one concern I didn't understand is like, well, there's no way for the people to open it from the inside. Like, what do they do? Open it from that like inside when they're that deep and swim out? Like, get the fuck well, out of here! That, that, what they, what they I don't understand is why pressure. can't why can't why can't they go to the sur- Like, why can't they go to the ocean surface? The, the submarine is missing because it just because there's no way to control the controller. The the way to operate must be broken. Oh, you think that's what happened? You think that's, the, that, there was like a malfunction? Yeah, yeah, that's the only way. Cause, I mean, I, mean, I guess that's the only thing that makes sense, right? Because, like, why yeah, else would it go missing? Yeah. Wait, so they just send this thing down there with no tracking, no radio, and they're just like, "All right, we'll see you guys in eight hours." Or whatever, however, however long the thing is. I guess so, I dude. Yeah. No more. I need to know the ins and outs of exactly how these expeditions are supposed to work. Right. I mean, they have a whole website. You can still look at it right now. Yeah, I mean, and there's still, there's, there's still not, the New York Post has had a bunch of really cool. I mean, with uh, infotainment graphics, like some really. Interesting Here you go. Stuff. Wait, let's read about the. So that they were. You said they were on the Titan. The Titan. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a right, little. So. It is a uh, Cyclops class man submersible designed to take five people to depths of 4,000 meters, which is 13,000 feet. That's insane. Uh, that's so fucking deep. <laughs> dude, 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 that's how high dude, is But at, at that point, dude, at that point, it's just like pitch black. Under, would you realize that? Like you can't – it's just like you can see fishes or things swimming around. It's just pitch black, dude. I mean you must have to get really close to the boat to see it, I guess. Right, right. Here you go. A combination of groundbreaking engineering and an off-the-shelf technology gives Titan a unique advantage over other deep diving subs. Yeah, it goes missing. The proprietary real-time hull health monitoring system provides an unparalleled safety feature that assesses the integrity of the hull throughout every dive. The use of off-the-shelf components helps to streamline the construction and makes it simple to operate and replace parts in the field. Obviously not. Um, bro, this is crazy. Real-time health monitoring. The most significant innovation is the proprietary real-time health monitoring. We already talked about that. Uh, I feel like this thing doesn't have any safety measures. It can only go three knots speed. Uh, this is nuts. It doesn't seem like it has any safety precautions. No, that's what I'm saying. No, I mean, it's, I know it's roughly the size of a, roughly the size of a minivan, and it weighs twenty three thousand pounds. Um, I'm still confused. Like uh, the pilots, I, the pilot steers the submarine using a video game controller. The submersive, the sub, it's called a submersible, technically, whatever. It's designed to carry ninety six hours of oxygen for the five people who are on board. And the Titanic, like we already said, just sits. Uh, 
more more than two miles below the sea level. Um, the Titan typically spends ten to eleven hours during uh, each dive to the Titanic wreck. So, um, oh, Stockton is on board. Sorry, he's a, a CEO and founder of the company, leading the voyage Ocean Gate. Um, so, so what is what's the difference? Yeah. yeah, so what's the difference between a submersible and a submarine? Here we go. Submersible has limited power reserves and it needs a support ship on the surface. Submersible can't stay underwater for as long as a submarine. Um so um you know what's actually fucking crazy too? So the stepson of one of the people on board, uh this is what's his name from Barcelona Sports, uh Kevin Clancy, KFC, was talking about it. This fucking asshole, like, he's a kid. He basically uh, posted on, like, Twitter. Him at a Blink-182 concert, he goes, like, this is what my family would have wanted or whatever. Like, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, your family, like, it's like they're going to die. Like, like, what are you doing at a concert? And then uh, yeah, the same fucking, fucking kid, dude. Like, I, it was, like, with an OnlyFans thing. He goes, like, he's, like, has, like, some sex questioner. And it goes... But also keep my family like in your thoughts and prayers or whatever. Like it's like it's the weirdest shit. You cannot make this shit up, dude. Like what the fuck? Uh, what kind of conduct or behavior is that, dude? While your fucking relatives are gonna die on this fucking like submarine. Like that's what you're going out and doing. Like are you out of your fucking mind, dude? So yeah, I mean, there's so many. There's a lot more research we can do and talk about in the next episode. But I mean, like what the fuck, dude? Why was this thing ever allowed to go down? I mean. And it's really, I mean, I'm sure they're going to do it. There's going to be a fucking Netflix documentary that's going to come out of this some bitch. You know, I'm telling you right now. There's no way. Absolutely. I, again, like, I just don't understand how you could possibly. And can you imagine, like, what do you do? Like, say you're in that submarine, submersible, right? Like. What, what do you think? I mean, they're ta- what do you think they're, they're talking they're... about? If they're still alive, if they're still, even though technically, you know, you have, uh, hold on, twelve forty seven, four forty seven, two forty seven, four forty seven, five forty seven. Like eight hours. Yeah, yeah. Say so you have like eight hours or so left, technically of oxygen. If they even, even if they are still alive at this point, what do you think they're talking about? If they're still alive, like, do you think I they're wonder... just? They're, I mean, there's they're they're past the point of crying and you know, like freaking out, like this I is mean, it. There has to be. Do they have like? Do they have sensors? Because it says like, right? You said a submersible and a submarine are not the same, partly because mm-hmm. a submersible needs a boat above water to, um, essentially, help it. Right? Right. Do they not have like sensors on the? Like, how do they not know what went wrong? That just makes no sense to me. Like, dude, we send rocket ships into space. And we know what's wrong with them. When the they're only in way, just like, like Malaysian Airlines, just like Malaysian Airlines, the only way we're going to know what went wrong is if they find, if they recover the uh, ship and look at the mechanic, like, was there something wrong? Did, it, did something break? You know? I mean, um, there's no chance. Dude. Just like Malaysian they Airlines, took, they're only gonna know, the only way they're going to find out what went wrong is when they find the black box. You know? Junkie, look this up. Look this up. When did they find the Titanic? When was it first discovered? Um, okay. Like, after how many years? Well, are you... I mean, it's not... 1986, right? 1985. Robert Ballard. I found the Titanic. Yeah, yeah. Um, in 1985... Okay, so they found... It's 400 miles off the coast of Newfoundland, Canada. And it sunk in 1912. 
obviously in for a lot of those years they didn't have the yeah they didn't, anywhere they didn't near the technology yeah. Yeah, yeah but let's say they had the technology for the last 20 mm-hmm. it took them or 20 years before 19 okay whatever let's just say whatever they never really had the technology to find it but we are now trying to find a submersible that is what one thousandth the size of the titanic oh yeah in the bottom of the ocean it's never gonna happen it's never thing i mean you think dude they're never gonna find it through a wars waldo book is challenging dude this shit is like Uh, on a whole other level baby bro like holy shit that thing is gone forever it's gone forever they're never finding it there's no fucking way there's no way it's probably because there's currents underwater too like that deep underwater, there's currents. Oh, absolutely. And if there was, if the, if there and was, they were a saying bad weather was hall, already impl- like impending their search or whatever it is. Yeah. So I mean, there's so many factors. I mean, they, these people that are is, that thing might not even gone. That thing could end up in Australia, dude. Honestly, yeah. That's crazy. Holy shit! Dude. I didn't realize. So there's the CEO of a goddamn company. Of a, 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 he was an Indian billionaire. Yeah, a, a billionaire. Wasn't he like the richest person in India or Pakistan? It's pa- he's Pakistani, no? Pakistani? No, sorry, that was bad. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I have to look up more of the info, the people. But once again, the people on board, they are British businessman Hamish Harding. Hamish Harding. There's Pakistani billionaire. Yeah, he's a uh, billionaire. Like and, and, and his son... His son, so the Pakistani yeah, billionaire and his son, yeah, French diver Paul uh, Pierre Henri, and whatever his last name is, he's, he's the, the one, captain, the captain right? of it. Yep, he's the captain. And uh, Stockton, oh, the yeah. no one's a captain now. <laughs> um, and uh, Stockton Rush, the CEO and founder of a company leading the voyage. Not Ocean anymore. Gate. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. Holy Dude, have shit. you, have I mean, you, yeah, seen a, have you ever seen the pictures of the Titanic? How scary it looks underwater. All the shit going on. Are those on real it. photos? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You think they'll ever get it out of there? It's too big, dude. It's like to um, in order to pull that out, like the weight, like I don't know how you would do it. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because you could only Are get this? something super small down there anyway to like film it. So like I mean that, that would be I'm not gonna lie though that would be really cool to be able to go in one of those things and see it. It just obviously, freaks me out that just is free. There's no I mean you can no, pay me any amount of money space. to do it. Um, what, what if it say? was what if it was like a 99 percent you're gonna be okay. 99 percent. Yeah. Then maybe I just would have like the claustrophobia and I hate as much as I like like ocean stuff I just hate I just hate the ocean. Dude, being I will say like. So I like the ocean. But being that I, I deep is so I don't, scary. Yeah, I don't think I – that would be so – it would be really creepy. It would be really, really creepy. Dude, these guys are gone. They are <laughs> There's so no way gone. they're finding these fucking people. They're fucking so gone. I mean, I'm just looking at these photos right now on Google, the photos of the Titanic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see like – 10 feet at a fucking time. Yeah, dude. They're never going to find Speaking it. Speaking of Titanic, did I tell you one of the books I have is from uh, this guy, Jacques Fruteau, who was a uh, uh, mystery novelist from the state of Georgia. He wrote these really cool books, but his book I have, it's called The Diamond Masters from 1909. 
and uh, when a Titanic was sinking, he almost didn't go because he, it was his birthday like the day before or whatever, and he was super hungover. But oh, no, he didn't drink. He didn't drink because he wanted to get to the Titanic on time. He didn't want to be hungover like and miss the like boarding time for the Titanic. So if he had been if, if he got fucked up the night before, he would have survived if you think about it. But so him and his wife they get on the Titanic and. Uh, um, even if you were like a first class passenger, I think they wouldn't, uh, if you were a man, they wouldn't necessarily let you on because it was women and children. So um, there was a spot for him apparently. And his wife was screaming, like pleading, like screaming at the top of her lungs, crying, asking her husband, Jock, the author, to get on board one of the life vests to save himself too. And he refused. He had to like peel, like rip her off of his arm or whatever. Like, and like a fucking gentleman. And he went down with John Jacob Astor and they were both last seen like, smoking a cigarette as the thing was going down, as it going down. Good like, for them. Yeah. Um, um, what it call uh, it? All right, Jinky, I think I got to call it because my buddy's yeah. about to get to the yeah. Airbnb. Why are you sniffling your nose so much? Did you? Are what you was sure the name of this podcast again? Uh, no, the name of this podcast was Beanie Babies versus Happy Meal Toys. And, oh, I want to say two quick things. Number one, I really, really apologize for when I was talking about the date stories. I can re-clarify those more in the next episode. I just, I know it didn't sound very clear. Um, that's number one. And number two, um, I just want to say that uh, I hate Taylor Swift. And uh, I, saw this whole, <laughs> I saw this whole thing about her. Like, she can't go to this restaurant anymore because there's too much paparazzi. It's like, boo fucking who, bitch, all right? Like, you are one of the biggest celebrities in the world, all right? Your life, nothing is private about you anymore, all right? Like, you're going to complain that people are taking pictures of you. Like, that's your whole fucking, like, existence is for people to be, take pictures of you and the media to be all over you, all right? Good fucking and, uh, Rolex, I'm still waiting on my Sky Dweller, please. Yeah. Oh, quick wrist check. What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? Oh, you'll love this. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Uh, Casio World Time, dude. I am wearing a um, Seiko 5 with the Arabic. Oh, I love that watch so much. Dude. Remember when I tried to buy it and then it didn't go through? What do you mean it I didn't go through? Again? Remember we were out in Oh, Brooklyn? that's because you had fucking shitty soul reception probably, right? Yeah, I tried to place an order of it and then I just, it never did. And then I just never got around fuck. to ordering it again. Um, yeah, there's a, couple, there's a couple of G-Shocks I want to get though. But anyway, all right, man. I want to so get a Casio. Cassie Oak, ah, all right. Yeah. Um, so again, I super apologize, I highly apologize for like uh, the lack of clarity in the dating stories. But I feel like from the travel stories onwards, it was pretty smooth sailing. Unlike what's happening to these fuckers. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, pretty much it, guys. So this was episode number three: Beanie Babies versus Happy Meal Toys. And uh, go fuck yourselves. We'll see you for episode number four. Thank you very much. Good night.